In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Madam Speaker... Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? You get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Morales? Yeah, of course. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betsa Podcast, where C-SPAN meets a group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Okay, I have an intro question for you guys today. Are you ready? Okay, good. <laughs> should London get a NFL team? And if they do, what should it be called? Thoughts? Oh, um, well, do they want one? so here's why i bring it up the reason i bring it up is because apparently every year there are a like series of nfl games that happen in london and people love it a lot of people turn out i would guess because it's kind of like a bit american football i don't know if they're earnestly turning out but they did really get dressed up they have jerseys and this is long prompted conversations that maybe london should be a potential residence for the first non-us nfl franchise Another option they've recommended is relocating an established franchise to London. So we could either get a London team or all decide together which team we hate the most and send them away. <laughs> send them away. I mean, I think that's fun. I think that the British have a long history of like wanting to run and slam into each other as well. And that's if true. Want, if they want to slam and we want to slam into them, that's beautiful. Well, they have rugby, so they're already almost there, which honestly is a, I mean, a more intense sport, if, you, so if you ask me. you A lot more running, a, a lot more contact, a lot less pads. But interestingly, I as a big Harry Potter fan, I do yes. know that Daniel Radcliffe is very excited about American football. Huh. So maybe it is a thing there that they just like, maybe there is like a, I like how, I, you notice how I called it American football? Yeah, very well um, done. Thank you. Uh, Proper name. <laughs> so I wonder if it is a thing there. I don't know. Um, what, what would what, 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 what would we call it? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is like so basic, like the London teacups or something. I'm going to put it on <laughs> Instagram stories and see monarch. what I'm Monarch. Ooh. Ooh, I was going to say the red coats. <laughs> I don't know if they refer to themselves as the red coats. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Lots of options, lots of options. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be it would be really funny to like take a trip to London as an American and then you end up going to like an American football football game. I think it would be very appropriate if we just send the Patriots back. The New England mm-hmm. team. That would be funny. <laughs> I I don't know a lot about football, but like my general sense is that like even among like Tom Brady is just not a loved figure, even among people who appreciate his talent. So I think he and Giselle. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So honestly, that's Amanda even better. So far out of the football world, <laughs> I know something. He plays for the 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Amanda. Which is even better. I mean, isn't that even better? Just throw all the Florida, Florida teams. Let's, <laughs> let's get them. Let's put them, throw them across the pod. They can have them. So today, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson's tirade against paternity leave, because this has just brought up a lot of reactions and interesting questions about how we look at parenthood and what a primary caregiver is, what a secondary caregiver is, especially at this time when so many women are not returning to work. And this president is really hoping to finally make this country one of the many countries, majority of the countries that offer some sort of paid leave. So last week, Tucker Carlson, he went on a tirade, as I said, against Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg for taking parental leave. This also came after Politico referred to Buttigieg as being MIA. It's just language like this that is insensitive and doesn't really like is not very thoughtful. So Carlson has definitely referenced this in the most offensive manner, but there have been some slips that play into stereotypes throughout the media. Buttigieg and his husband Chastin just welcomed twins via adoption. And Secretary Buttigieg, he took four weeks of leave. Tucker Carlson is acting like Buttigieg has been gone for months. He took four weeks of leave. These twins were premature. You had two babies at a time. They required a lot of care. And he took four weeks. And yet Tucker Carlson wondered aloud what he could be doing with all that time during a supply chain crisis and infrastructure negotiations other than, quote, breastfeeding. So oh. offensive. Let's listen to Carlson's comments and then immediately after we'll hear Buttigieg's response. Pete Buttigieg has been on leave from his job since August after adopting a child. Paternity leave, they call it, trying to figure out how to breastfeed. No word on how that went. But now he's back in office as the transportation secretary, and he's deeply amused, he says, to see that dozens of container ships can't get into this country. So I guess he just doesn't understand the concept of bottle feeding, let alone the concept <laughs> of, of paternity leave. Uh, but what's really strange is that, uh, you know, um, this is from a side of the aisle that used to claim the mantle of being pro-family. Uh, what we have right now is an administration that's actually pro-family. And uh, I'm blessed to be able to experience that, you know, as an employee. Woof, that is disgusting. That's awful. So disgusting. So bad. Um, I also can't get over the way he goes, Pete Buttigieg. Like, <laughs> a very weird way of saying his name. But this is exactly like one of Pete's strong suits is like coming back at people like Tucker Carlson. Pete is very smart. He's very good at like flipping it around and being like, well, like, like he immediately was like, the Republican Party used to stand. Like he's very adept at like debate. He's a debate boy. It's like, but it's like, it's also, it's like, what argument are you trying to make? It's like, Pete Buttigieg likes his new kids. I hate my children. I don't, I don't take any leave to spend time with them. It's like, oh fuck, I feel bad for your kids. I know. That's why I'm like, who was he dunking on here? And that's why this is only we're talking about because he said something out loud that in a very offensive manner that I am sure has been said by many people before observing, especially men and who are, who have children with women. Um, Buttigieg added, uh, I'm not going to apologize to Tucker Carlson or anyone else for taking care of my premature newborn infant twins. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's also like there is benefit to bonding with your baby after it is born. And I, I actually, I read this great book where this author went around and she like interviewed women from different cultures about marriage. And I think it was the one about Switzerland was all about like paternity leave and how they really share the responsibilities of parenting and how much healthier of a household that creates when both parents are equally involved in rearing the child. And it's just, I mean, it's such an ignorant statement from Tucker Carlson, but what do we expect? 
Well, it's also equally like offensive when he is saying he makes the breastfeeding comment about two gay men. Yeah. Like, like obviously the connotation is about him being a gay man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't have said that if if it was Julian Castro or you know what I mean? Like like it's uh, or like another like another male in a, in, a, in a heterosexual relationship. So fuck him for that. Also, like um he has double the work. Like he should be like four weeks is not a lot of time. No. He's not like just like twiddling his fucking thumbs. Like he has, there's like twice the amount of work. Cause there's two of them. Like, yeah. and yeah. It, it's just, it's, and also who, who are you trying to score points with? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he scores points with absolutely anybody. I don't know who he was dunking on. It seemed like something he just like thought of and, and said like I mean, in the moment. Oh yeah, you're right. That's a good point. This wasn't even, yeah. Or people, people whose homophobia (laughs) is stronger than their like desire to want kids to be parented. And if you take this to like the logical, obvious conclusion is that Fox News is speaking to people who call themselves pro-life. What do pro-life people say that pregnant people should do instead of giving birth if they can't raise a baby? They say they should um, give that baby up for adoption and there will be loving parents to have them. But then there are those loving parents and then they get mocked on Fox News. So like, there's just absolutely no no shred of like authority that that he has. But the most infuriating thing is his audience will not turn on him for this at all. Oh, not at all. And also, I, I'm not remembering. I don't remember if it was Tucker Carlson or some other Fox News personality who months ago. I mean, I, I don't remember the passage of time at all, but at some point in the not so distant past, they were, there was some Fox News personality who made the argument that AOC and Pete Buttigieg shouldn't be given it shouldn't be in charge of climate policy because they don't have children it was some fucking idiot but anyway that was and that was homophobic too it was like saying well like oh you're not invested in like i mean for aoc it was like about her age but for him it was like very thinly veiled homophobia so it's like he's damned if he does damned if he don't like if he doesn't have a kid then it's like look at this gay guy who doesn't have a kid he's not really invested in family the way that regular traditional families are and then he goes to take family leave for two premature babies that he adopted and now he's like a, an effeminate woman who's breastfeeding also you know mothers not all mothers breastfeed like some of them can't physically breastfeed or are just like not able to do it so it's like oh so are you not a great mom if you are you can't breastfeed either so it's like there's just so many like layers of just tomfoolery completely there's yeah (laughs) there's so much homophobia and the implicit misogyny and it comes as like so about eight percent of same-sex couples are currently raising children and it's already harder for them to like secure leave because yeah we have marriage equality now but there are still inconsistencies and patchworks of like legal frameworks and not everybody who like if you are a same-sex couple and you have a child and you're not married I'm sure you encounter issues. I'm sure there are challenges sometimes with that technically, but nothing like the obstacles I'm sure you face if you're in a same-sex marriage or relationship with children. So he's just like piling onto that. And then obviously the second part is this, like the strong implication that women are primarily in charge of caregiving. Mm-hmm. Like what, what is Pete even doing there? And yeah, it's hard to, it's an, it's a different application here since like Pete is not, and there's no mother in this case, it's, it's two dads, but like, what do you guys think of this idea that, if, if work is busy, you simply must be there no matter what is going on. Like what was Pete Buttigieg supposed to do about the hundred thousand boats? <laughs> like push him himself. He's got to get down there. He's got to get down there and he's got to start unloading packages. 
personally. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, back know, brace. he was checking his his email like, <laughs> like four weeks. <laughs> it was four weeks. Yes, he is the transportation secretary. And there is a actual legitimate situation that's happening with transportation right now. That is correct. But there, he, there are deputy secretary. The whole office doesn't run doesn't just shut down if Pete Buttigieg is taking care of his baby for four weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. An ideal business is set up such that, or an ideal office is set up such that the person at the top can leave and it's not a catastrophe. If that's your situation, that means you've built a poor business model or you've built a poor administrative office. Yeah. And that's a mentality that keeps women out of office as well. It's like this idea that, oh, if you hire a man, he's not supposed to be able to go for this kind of thing. Totally. puts women at a disadvantage in hiring. There's also this energy of like, well, which one's the girl? Like Chastin's like that, that, that energy behind it. That like Tucker doesn't understand that like two gay parents, it means that two men are parenting a children. Not one person takes on the role of traditional woman and one person takes on the role of traditional man. Like they actually just parent as two men. Um, so it's like, there's, there's so much wrapped up in, his complete misunderstanding of what like paternity leave is. Right. He's like, he's reinforcing the idea that there is a primary caregiver and Mm -hmm. reinforcing the idea that that person has to be effeminate or womanly in some sense. Like poor Chastin. Like imagine Chastin being like, I'm not breastfeeding either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? It reminds me of like, um, in Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers or whichever one when Robert De Niro's character gets that like fake boob. (laughs) So he can like, yeah. It's like he's like he's like, who has the boob? Who has the fake boob? It's like, okay, <laughs> man, completely. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. 
And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So let's give some sort of broader context here while we're talking about this, because like I said, this is coming amid a real crisis of women being being able to return to work. I mean, I know friends personally who they take maternity leave and they're just like, I do not know what going back. Like, I don't think I can go back. I cannot imagine a world where I can manage my job and this child now. And that's like, that's a problem. That's the problem with with the system. So this is coming as the Biden administration attempts to pass 12 weeks of paid parental leave in its major bill. So Secretary Buttigieg is modeling exactly what his own employer is advocating. A Pew Research Center survey shows that men, they're taking on more parenting responsibilities than ever and are just as likely as women to say parenting is extremely important to their identity. This is what you were getting at, Brian. It's like, this is why I love the TikTok trend of like stay-at-home dads, like hyping themselves up. It's like, why would I not want to stay at home and hang out with my baby if I can get the government to allow that or my wife has a better like work situation? Everybody wants that. And the numbers are showing that. Yet the U.S. is still the only country in the OECD that does not offer paid leave on a national basis. A few more stats. 70% of Americans say fathers should have paid leave. You might be like, oh my God, what 30% don't, but like 70% of Americans agreeing to anything is pretty good. Yet only oh my God, thir- yeah, crazy. Yet only 13% of private sector workers have employers that offer paid paternity leave to all male employers, employees. And even today, as I mentioned, the 8% of same-sex couples that are raising children, they face additional barriers and like just stereotypes and just a failure to acknowledge those relationships for, for what they are. So do you think statements like Tucker Carlson's like reinforce the idea that it's like, no, men, men immediately go back to work because the implication of that is that no, therefore women stay behind. What, what needs to happen for us to like, how can the system shift these perceptions? Well, I think like one of, one of the things you said is I do think it is becoming actually a value of younger men, millennial men, queer and, and non-binary people who are raising kids to actually have both parents be involved. And so this like 1950s bullshit that Tucker Carlson is trying to push where it's like, no, the man stays out of the delivery room and pops champagne and like all of that stuff. Like, I think there is actually an attitude shift that is going to be huge in creating that kind of change. The unfortunate thing is that I don't think that that attitude is reflected in like people who govern the country. I just think that like, like I know that my husband, if and when we have kids is gonna wanna, he's not gonna wanna go right back to work. He's gonna wanna spend time with the baby. I know that's true of like many of my male friends who think about having kids. So I I think that men are gonna have to take the lead on this one too. (laughs) Oh no, we're doomed. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, it's that side of, you know, men wanting to spend more time with their children, which is, you know, 
I applaud it. <laughs> uh, but also that you know women want to work like 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 have more of the option to work like even though like i'm sure that they wanted to work in like the 50s and shit but like they just right. didn't really have the option and now i mean it's still harder obviously especially as we can see like coming back from the pandemic that like you know a lot of women aren't going back to work whereas men are men are um but yeah it's also about this you know the Biden plan to pass like universal childcare, not in, in just in addition to the, the, the paid leave. It's like, it wouldn't it be nice if like, you know, we're talking about all of this, like who's like the labor shortage. It's like, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be nice then if like we paid like the government, like help people have children and then like, you know, like supported that as opposed to just like making, like not letting them have abortions and then totally. like, not giving them any assistance. It's, it's cuckoo, but I just keep going back to like I wonder what you know, I, like it, if I was if I was Tucker Carlson's child right now, I would be like, oh, <laughs> it's just this just confirms all of my my uh, you know my therapy sessions. Like my dad just doesn't want to spend time with me. He doesn't yeah. like me. I know that's <laughs> why Tucker liked Trump so much. Oh, was he that sorry? Children, yeah. I don't know anything about his personal life? Yeah, he has four kids. Their names are Hopi, Buckley, Dorothy, and Lily. Oh God! His no wife oh my God! This man was born in San Francisco. What happened? What I a mean, tragedy! By the bow ties, this Looking fucking stupid ass bow ties. <gasps> well, that's really sad. That's really sad that he has four children and he's so ignorant about like <laughs> completely like what childhood development is literally like anything. Like now you know. I was kind of hoping we'd find out he was like a long term bachelor or something because now you know he didn't help his wife one. Lick. He didn't wake up one night. He didn't put a bottle in a baby's mouth. He did zip. Not a thing. No, not a thing. He's like, if the child is not actively eating from my body, I do not need to be involved. Apparently is how parenting works. It's also crazy because like you said, mentioned like Brian, they've been screaming about labor shortages and why everybody's quitting their job and nobody goes back to work. It's because we're treated like this when we try to leave, because like I said, not very few people are going on TV and saying homophobic, offensive things about uh, dads that stay at home. But there are a lot of people that are probably, you know, like talking shit about their male colleagues who they think that have been away for too long. And it's because it's mm. not the norm. And I feel like it's one of those things that like, you know, when somebody's sick and needs to take off work during a busy time, there's no, you just deal with it because that's what our, our societies come to accept that, that you shouldn't have to work if you're like actively in, in pain or experiencing illness. And it's like, it might take a decade or something for everybody in this country having a lot of paid leave for companies to realize, okay, that means we need more people in these departments. Like change is a little uncomfortable. It's different. It like hurts, but I feel like interrogating these conversations and like critiquing why Tucker Carlson says is we need to do it to be prepared for our own sort of discomfort when these things hopefully do materialize. And maybe you will be surprised to find like a male colleague takes six months off, but that's going to happen and it should be something that they're entitled to. So I think that's why I think it's important. We like pick apart even these really crazy ones because these stereotypes are playing out every single day when people, you know, try to plan their families. Mm hmm. I'm still pushing for dog paid leave for a puppy family leave. <laughs> Paternity leave. I feel like uh, I should be rewarded for not having children. I do too. So I think I should get like single person childless leave. I guess I'm not single, but child, I should get childless leave. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's a leave that you can take like for any sort of event, but like you'd have to, I think it does require you to care for something that is human. It's like Antonio would have to get <laughs> <Human>. sick. Caveat, <laughs> that is human. Huge caveat. Otherwise, Tucker Carlson may uh, go on TV and scream at you and definitely make it homophobic for no reason. It'd be funny if I tried to add Betty to my, my health insurance at work though. And it, just to see what people would say. That would be very, very funny. Make her like, actually, I think you can probably make her like a recipient in your will if you also make sure a person knows what to give her. I think that's happened before. (laughs) Yeah. That is our show for today. We will be back with you tomorrow. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye-bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.